And welcome back to another edition of the On the Rocks podcast. I'm Patrick Saunders, Rockies beat writer for the Denver Post. Well, pennant fever has certainly hit Lodo and probably the entire Rocky Mountain region. Last night, the Rockies hammered the Phillies 14 to nothing behind a record-setting performance from Harman Marquez. Struck out the first eight batters he faced, finished the night with 11 now has 221 Ks for the season, the all-time franchise record. Uh, But more importantly, in the big picture, uh, just a short time after the Rockies got done pummeling the Phils, the D-backs did the Dodgers a big favor and beat the Dodgers down in the desert, giving the Rockies a half-game advantage over the Dodgers for the National League West. This afternoon, the Rockies are completing their four-game series against the Phillies. If they win the fourth game and complete the sweep, the Rockies will go into the final weekend of the series with a one-game lead over the Dodgers and a really excellent chance to win their first division title in their 26 26 years of existence. Uh, I'm going to go on the record right now and tell you, if you listened to last, last week's podcast, after the debacle against the Dodgers in L.A., I went on the rock record and said I didn't think the Rockies could win the division. They were going to have to shoot for the wild card. Turns out I was dead wrong. Bud Black, to his credit, called me out on it uh, in a kind of humorous way with a little intent behind it, uh, saying that uh, I had jumped the gun, and indeed I have. Now, having said that, the Rockies still have to take care of business. They've won six consecutive games. Uh, To sweep and clinch the NL West, they would have to make that 10 consecutive games to end the season. It'd be reminiscent of Rocktober 2007. Uh, The Rockies certainly are capable of it, but baseball's a funny game. Just ask the Dodgers, who uh, lost in Arizona. So, a lot going on. down here at Coors Field. Uh, I'm amazed at how uh, relaxed and easygoing this clubhouse is. Players seem to be taking it in stride. And of course, their young starting pitchers have been absolutely phenomenal. In segment two, following this intro, Kyle Newman and I have cobbled together some interviews uh, on the pennant race uh, with the likes of Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story, Matt Holliday, and Scott Oberg, just their observations on where the Rockies stand as we near the end of what's been a remarkable roller coaster season. And then after Kyle's segment, uh, interview segment, I will come back with a few more thoughts on the Rockies as we head down the final stretch. So once again, you're listening to the On the Rocks podcast. I'm Patrick Saunders, Rockies beat writer with the Denver Post. Up next, the Rockies' views on the pennant race. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this week's edition of the On the Rocks podcast. I'm Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman. Per usual, Patrick Saunders is bookending the show with his thoughtful analysis 
But here on the main segment, I bring you the Rockies' various thoughts and feelings on the 2018 pennant chase. That insight includes interviews with Trevor Story, Nolan Arenado, Matt Holliday, Carlos Gonzalez, Scott Oberg, and as an added bonus, Isotopes manager Glenn Allen Hill. So appreciate you listening in here to the On The Rocks podcast for this main segment. And we will start off here from a segment from Rockies all-star shortstop Trevor Story. True weighs in on the emotional grind of the pennant race his feelings that they want the division over the wild card, the value of last season's playoff run to this one, and much more. Take a listen in. You know, baseball is such a mental game as it is, but um, you know, especially this time of the year, um, you know, everybody's hurting, nobody, nobody's feeling great, but um, you, you have that extra juice in you when you know what's at stake. And um, you know, it's really fun, that's why we play the game. So um, yeah, it's gonna be exciting. Trev, uh, seeing as how both these races are so close, wild card race and the divisional race, is the mindset here just we want to get in the playoffs, or is the mindset we want to go for that division? Yeah, we want the division. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a uh, like you said, a very tight race. Um, you know, uh, it's really going to come down to the last day. But um, I, I don't think the right the right way is to shoot for the wild card. You know, I think. Um, you know, hopefully we can we can take care of our business and hopefully get division. Is it fair to say that you feel like you have unfinished business from last season? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, we, we felt like you know it was a you know we got the little taste of you know postseason and um, that, that that made us hungry for this year. And, you know, it was a tough game as it was, and um, you know, really a tough one to swallow. So um, yeah, I think it, it made us hungry and you know realize how fun that is. Having had that experience from last season, can you pinpoint this team, the character, the makeup? Is it uh, is it a different team now that you have have that experience under your belt? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I think we, we definitely use that to our advantage. Um, you know, we've we've been in this spot last year at this same time, and um, you know, having to win games when you know the most pressure is on you. So um, we're, we're definitely going to use that to our advantage, and um, you know. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be where we want to be at the end of it. Again, folks, that was Rocky shortstop Trevor Story talking about the pennant race as the Rockies pursue their first ever National League West title and first ever back-to-back playoff appearances in franchise history. I am Kyle Newman. This is the On the Rocks podcast. Thanks for tuning in as the Rockies talk the pennant race. I'm sure you've been uh, very invested from your couch at home, your heart beating a million miles an hour as mine has been in the press box, no doubt. Uh, moving on with the show here, we're going to hear from Nolan Arenado and caught up with him earlier in the week, just talking about how he's feeling about his at-bats lately after scuffling early in September and what's going to set the Rockies apart in this final half week as they head into what is hopefully a postseason appearance. Take a listen in. Seeing the ball a lot better all of a sudden, that you got to feel good about your timing there. Yeah, I feel better. Um, having good at bats, walking, taking my hits, you know, getting some RBIs. So I feel a little bit better. Um, I know there's a better feeling there, and I, I, I know I could uh, be better, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy with my bats. Finally, for me anyway, what is it that makes you the most confident about this ball club and the task that you guys have at hand this week? Well, I think... Um, you know, our starting pitching has been really good all year, and we expect them to be good the last seven games we have. Again, folks, that was Rockies third baseman Nolan Arenado talking about the difference maker for the Rockies over this past week and going forward into the last half week here of the season. That's the starting pitching, which has carried them, of course, throughout the season, especially in the second half. Kyle Freeland and Herman Marcus at the forefront of that. Herman turning in an historic outing on Wednesday night against the Phillies. Starting off that game with eight straight strikeouts. 
tied the modern day MLB record. Oh, and hey, also surpassed Ubaldo Jimenez, the single season strikeout record last night, finishing with 11 Ks and getting a big bear hug from manager Bud Black after that outing, and rightfully so. So we'll see if this Rockies rotation can keep it up in these final critical four games coming up as of the recording of this podcast, and hopefully into Rocktober should they qualify. Moving on with the show here, I am Kyle Newman on the On The Rocks podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Again, Patrick Saunders had your analysis in the intro, and he'll have more analysis in the outro segment on the Colorado Rockies Baseball Club. But moving on with the main segment here, we got Matt Holiday coming up. He uh, joined me in the clubhouse last night to discuss a little bit about who should win the National League MVP. Spoiler alert, he'd vote for one of his teammates. And also some thoughts on how the team's youngsters are staying in the moment of this postseason chase. Take a listen in to Matt Holiday. Who do you think should win the NL MVP? I know Trevor and Nolan have made good cases. Christian Yelich's come on strong. Javi Baez. What do you think? Um, you know, it's, it's hard to say. I, I mean, I think they're all good choices. They've all been very important to their teams. I mean, when you talk about um, all four of those guys, you're talking about teams, guys that are you know carrying their teams and helping their teams get to the playoffs, um, you know, I, I think any of them are good choices. I think Trevor's year is historic for sure stops. I think sometimes people maybe ignore um, the compilation of, of numbers that he has as far as stolen bases and runs scored and, and playing a premium defensive position. Uh, to me, I, I think if I had to vote, I would vote for Trevor. Um, I think... Uh, Yelich has obviously had an outstanding year. Uh, I yeah. think he would be right there. And then, uh, you know, Nolan and, and uh, Baez are obviously tremendous players. But uh, I don't think you can go wrong. Uh, I think that uh, all four of those guys will, will get considerable votes, and they'll probably be a pretty close call, I would say. One other thing, Matt, you've talked with Patrick Sanders a little bit about this, and regards to your relationship with Nolan, kind of trying to get him to enjoy it a little more. Overall in the clubhouse, how is this team, a lot of the youngsters especially, playing very well but also enjoying it, or are they enjoying it enough? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think they're doing a good job of staying pretty pretty in the moment, present. Um, obviously, when you're playing well and we're winning, it makes it easier. And, and uh, I, I think they're doing a really good job. I don't, I don't sense any tension in the locker room and, and uh, I think the guys are enjoying this September, and, and uh, you know it continues on into the postseason as well. You know, if we do get an opportunity to play in the postseason, to continue to try to enjoy that and not let the the pressure of a postseason get too much, um, not get not get too heavy in, in in the clubhouse. Again, folks, that was veteran Matt Holday, he of Rocktober fame, talking about another playoff run for the Rockies, albeit 11 seasons later, and here he is again. A crucial part of it. Thanks to Matt for joining me for the On the Rocks podcast. Again, I'm Kyle Newman here on the main segment of the show. Patrick Saunders has more analysis coming up on the final segment. But before that, we got a couple more interviews to get to Carlos Gonzalez, Scott Oberg, and Glenn Allen Hill. First of all, Cargo is here talking about the playoff run he envisioned when he re signed with the Rockies in the offseason, his last potential hurrah in a Colorado uniform this week, and more. Take a listen in. Cargo, when you ended up signing with this team after your free agency, 
Did you envision that this could come together like this? Is that part of the reason you came back, the thought that something like this was possible? Yeah, 100%, um, especially after the year that we had last year. Um, that's what got me more excited, you know, not just uh, making the postseason and be out of the first round, but um, it was more than that. It was, uh, you know, a taste for the younger guys. Uh, you know, I was the only one in the, in the group that was uh, in the last playoff uh, atmosphere for the Rockies. So, uh, you know, that's, that's what I wanted to see the most, you know, guys like Nolan, guys like Story and Blackman and DJ and everybody getting the taste of. Uh, October baseball and uh, I knew it was going to be a special year so uh, but we you know it's unfinished business we got to continue to work uh, trying to win the division and uh, you know after that continue to win series to win a World Series. Can you talk about though how special it is I know there's still a lot of baseball we've played yet but to have a chance to do something special in front of the home crowd again? I mean that'll be amazing uh, that would be something that you know it's going to be history for, for the franchise and uh, something that no one has done it before and you know just be, be, be part of it it'll be tremendous for me and uh, you know for every guy in this room so um, you know we're trying to make it work uh, we're trying to be trying to do it uh, you know and, and, and but we take it day by day uh, trying to win every game and um, we'll see what happens at the end. Cargo this could be for both you and DJ this could be your final run here we all know that are you thinking about that at all or are you just letting that go by and just soak up what you can I mean, I never, I mean, a lot of people have been counting me out since years ago, and I'm, I'm still showing up. So. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, you know, uh, I never think about it, you know, I always think about, you know, the opportunity that I have in front of me, uh, just being here is a, you know, it's a tremendous opportunity for me, I try to take advantage every night, uh, try to make my family proud, my fans, and uh, everybody who does support me every day, and of course, uh, this franchise, you know, I've been here for so long, so uh, everything that I do on the field, I do it for everybody, so uh, that's all I think about. Did you notice last night when you, you came in and you got the pinch hit double, did you notice a crowd reaction? Because you must know that how popular you are with the Rockies fans, and for you to get a double in a big game like that, at least I noticed that the crowd was a little bit more into it. Do you notice things like that? Well, I notice a little bit, you know, uh, but I really don't. I try to stay focused in the game. Sure. Uh, I'm sure you notice it more because you're in the stands, but I'm thinking about more about what the pitcher's going to bring. You know? Sure. So uh, we're trying to lock, we're trying to get locked in out there. But, yeah, I always feel the, the love from the fans uh, whenever I go to right field or coming up to the plate. Um, you know, everybody's always cheering and, uh, you know, saying nice things from the, from the stands. So uh, I always appreciate that. Again, folks, that was Carlos Gonzalez on the On The Rocks podcast talking about his limited time here in Colorado, likely limited time, I should say as well as the love he constantly feels from the fans. Decade playing in Lodo will have earned that, of course. Carlos Gonzalez, no matter what happens with him going forward, a mainstay of this ball club and one of its all-time best players, no doubt. So thanks for Cargo for sharing his insights on the On the Rocks. But now moving forward to this next segment, Scott Oberg talks about the criticism, not the love. And Certainly that bullpen has gotten a lot of criticism this year. Scott Oberg emerging as one of its linchpins down the stretch, but he discusses how the unit has responded to that constant critique from the Twitter sphere and beyond the club's current momentum following the sweep at the hands of the Dodgers in Los Angeles last week and why his biggest fan sleeps through most of his outings. That's his little infant daughter, Charlotte Rose. Take a listen in to Scott Oberg, dad reliever extraordinaire. 
What makes this unit, especially the most called guys, you, O, Adovino, Wade Davis, equipped to handle this, you know, kind of five, four games you got left? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's going, it even goes beyond that with guys like Russin. Right. Um, you know, I know Amante struggled a little bit yesterday, but, you know, he's been, he's thrown a lot of beginnings for us. Um, DJ Johnson's been doing great since he's come up. Uh, he's pitched him, you know, big spot yesterday. Uh, but I think a lot of guys just have a lot of confidence in themselves right now moving forward. And, you know, we're all excited about the prospect of potentially winning a division. And that's kind of our motivation right now, just going out there and playing pitch to pitch, game to game. So after the sweep in Los Angeles and then to reel off five straight yeah. and be on the momentum swing that you are right now, I mean, yeah. is that is that put you guys in a good position, I guess? I know obviously you control your destiny right. if you went out. But that's even better. Are you feeling like that, the momentum of the five-game win streak, I guess? Yeah, I mean, you know, I just feel like, you know, we went into Arizona. Um, you know, we started kind of building up that momentum in the first game. Uh, I think it was a, I think it was the eighth inning of that first game where we put up like a four spot. Right. Extended the lead to four runs. Um, and kind of since then, you know, the offense has kind of been clicking. Everybody's been rolling. The starters have been going out doing their jobs. Um, you know, they were the starters for, you know, I think the catalyst to, to this little five-game win streak that we're on because those first three games, they all went seven or six-plus. Um, you know, and then we got Johnny's start the other night. Um, coming back home getting off of a 10 game road trip where you're only playing in division is tough so I think we were able to get home kind of not like necessarily relax but kind of just like take a breather and you know you've seen the way the offense has hit the ball around the last two days and the pitching has done their job so and you mentioned some of those young guys in the bullpen specifically Almonte and DJ Johnson and very small sample sizes especially for Johnson but what what has impressed you most about those guys? I'm sure you got to know them a little bit, probably too, in AAA as well, right? Right, yeah. No, I mean, I think it's just the uh, the composure that they have when they're out there. Um, you can see the fire in their eyes. Like, they want to go out and prove themselves and, mm-hmm. and help this team, uh, you know, win ball games regardless of what the score is. Um, so it's really encouraging to see. And for guys that are kind of just getting their foot foot in the door at the big league level um they definitely made some really good impressions right now charlotte rose does she have any critiques of your pitching lately uh you know normally she's <laughs> sleeping through most of my outings but okay. the one she uh she has seen she's very uh complimentary of them so she was yeah yeah no she crying them. she watched the tv or? i think so yeah i think that those are the reports i'm getting from according home, to the so. reports yeah okay. right yeah again folks that was scott oberg rocky's right-handed reliever thanks to him for joining me on the show always great insight coming from Scott, especially as he has continued to progress and excel in this second half, becoming one of Bud Black's most counted upon relievers. Again, folks, you're listening to the On The Rocks podcast, main segment here in the middle of this pennant chase, just picking the brains of various guys in this Colorado clubhouse about how they've gotten to this point and what the Rockies need to do in order to push themselves through these final few games into the postseason, whether that's by divisional title for the first time ever or a wild card berth again. To close the show, though, we got Glenn Allen Hill coming on. I sat down with him in the Rockies clubhouse to talk about DJ Johnson and Yincy Almonte, two young relievers who could make a huge difference 
if they are put on the playoff roster in October, and then as well as some thoughts on how some of the younger position players, such as David Dahl, Ryan McMahon, have adjusted to being up and down from AAA this season. Take a listen in to Glenn Allen Hill. DJ was very consistent. Um, uses uses four-seam fastball uh, very effectively. He has a plus curveball. It doesn't walk very many hitters um, and attacks the strike zone aggressively. So um, he did a nice job um, pitching this year. He pitched a lot of games at the end of the uh, ball game. Of course, uh, we like to move pitchers in and out of that, that role in AAA just because it's probably the closest thing in terms of pressure and getting three outs okay. um, to the big league. So, And he handled it well. He's got great mound, mound presence and um, a lot of confidence in his ability to execute his pitches. And what has impressed you most uh, beyond DJ Johnson about some of these other position players like McMahon, uh, like Cuevas, who have you know been up and down a little bit this year, but now here on the roster and, and contributing and, and dull like we've seen as well in, in different ways? Well, you know, when you are a young player and you're trying to get to the league and you're trying to prove to the league that you can play there and, and so you're in a position where you go, you go up and down. Um, sometimes it's very hard for them to see the big picture and what they did um, when they came down was uh, I was able to spend some time with them and give them some kind of insight to you know the big picture in terms of how they fit in and and the value that the organization has of them with their talents and their uh, and their ability to play and so um, they handled that well um, it was a process and um, that's part of the process that young players has to go through and when you have some some guidance and and people that are around you that are explaining that process, it makes it a lot easier for them to focus on what they need to focus on and keep their game consistent. Again, that was Isotopes manager Glenn Allen Hill talking about some of the young guns on the Rockies roster, including David Dahl. He's homered in three straight games as of the recording of this podcast, proving to be a pivotal piece out there in the outfield. That'll just about do it for today's main segment of the On the Rocks podcast. Again, I'm Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman. Appreciate you listening in to the show today and to the Colorado Rockies talk about the 2018 chase for Rocktober. We'll see how it shakes out here in these next couple days. Until then, take a listen to the final segment of the podcast as Patrick Saunders has more analysis on the Colorado Rockies baseball club. Welcome back to the Denver Post's On the Rocks podcast. I'm Rockies beat writer Patrick Saunders. Thanks again to my partner, Kyle Newman, for uh, cobbling together those interviews with a variety of Rockies players. Good stuff on uh, team perspective as the Rockies head into the final four games of what's been a very entertaining and very interesting 2018 season. Uh, this final segment, I'll call it Rockies Hit and Run. So it's a few observations of mine 
as we head into this critical juncture of the season. Let me start off by saying this about manager Bud Black. Uh, last week, I criticized him for pitching to Yasiel Puig of the Dodgers. Ended up with a three-run home run, a Dodgers victory. Uh, I stand by my criticism on Bud Black. I thought it was the wrong move at that time. But let me say this. For the most part, Bud Black has done a remarkable job with this team. Uh, I think he's used his bullpen uh, wisely as best he could, especially considering that two of the guys who were supposed to be major players out of that bullpen, and of course I'm talking about Brian Shaw and lefty Jake McGee, have been pretty much uh, almost forgotten men down the stretch, but Bud Black has uh, held it together, made the right choices most of the season, so kudos to Bud for that. Uh, but more than that, what I've liked about Bud Black this year is uh, he's managed his team with a fairly light hand, uh, let it grow into what it is, uh, but he's been tough when he's had to be. I think Bud Black has done just a terrific job of uh, molding and fusing these various talents together this year. And you got to give props to Bud Black, pitching coach Steve Foster, Darren Holmes, the bullpen coach, and Mark Wiley, the Rockies pitching coordinator, for the remarkable growth this season of their young starters. Kyle Freeland, Armand Marquez, Antonio Sensatella, uh, to a lesser extent, extent uh, John Gray, as we all know, has been up and down. But at least Gray is not a complete washout, and uh, he's come up with some, some big games through the year. So bottom line, I think those guys deserve a lot of credit uh, for building and nurturing what is uh, going to go down as probably the Rockies' best starting rotation in team history. So kudos to those guys. Some thoughts about how this weekend might shape out. Uh, it's Thursday morning now. The Rockies play the Phillies this afternoon at Coors with a chance to sweep them, with a chance to go up a full game on the Dodgers. If they do that, they'll go into the weekend against the Nationals. Three games left. If they sweep the table and complete a 10-game winning streak to close out the regular season, the Rockies are not only in the playoffs, they win the NL West for the first time. Having said that, expectations are high, but it's not going to be easy. Uh, the Nationals are maybe the most disappointing team in all of baseball this year, but they have talent. Don't forget, they have Bryce Harper, who could be playing his final few games in a Nationals uniform. He's certainly going to want to go out with a bang, and he can do damage here at Coors Field. We don't know yet what the pitching rotation is going to be for the Nationals, but there is a possibility that Max Scherzer, who just set a personal best with over 300 strikeouts for the season, a very rare feat, he could be pitching Sunday uh, for the Rockies, who, if needed, would likely go with Herman Marquez on short rest uh, on Sunday if that game is a must-win for the Rockies. So there's a lot of drama still left. Uh, you know, baseball's a funny animal. Um, Streaks come and streaks go. Uh, you ride them for all they're worth, but uh, you never know when a, when a quirky base hit or a few walks here and there or a misplayed ball can turn a game around. And it doesn't matter if you're playing a first-place team or a last-place team. As Bud Black would say, that's baseball. Uh, I'm confident that the Rockies certainly are going to make the playoffs. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, but they're going to need to really play well down the stretch 
to win their first NOS title. If they don't, there's all sorts of things up in the air. Will the Rockies uh, just simply take the second wild card game and likely go to Milwaukee or perhaps Chicago? Uh, will there be the need for a play-in game on Monday, followed by the wild card game on Tuesday, followed by the division series? There's a lot of crazy possibilities still up in the air. We'll know more in the next uh, few days. But it is an exciting and a very crazy time. A lot of scoreboard watching going on. Uh, one thing I, I would really like to say, uh, and I wrote a little bit about it uh, in Thursday morning's Denver Post, uh, but these could be the final few games of Carlos Gonzalez in a Rockies uniform. Uh, and I just want to speak from, uh, I guess, from my heart and from a perspective of a beat writer who's, who's known Cargo since 2009 and come to really admire and like him. I just want to say that, uh, you know, players come, players go. I understand players uh, put up a little bit of a wall uh, with the media. I understand that. We tend to be very critical of them. But let me just say this about Carlos Gonzalez. Very few athletes I've ever covered in my lifetime have been as engaging with not just the media, but with everybody around them, as is Carlos Gonzalez. Win or lose, uh, slump or hot streak, good mood or bad mood, Cargo is always there for his teammates and also for the fans and also for the media. And I think it's important. Cargo has been, uh, uh, can I say a delight? He has been a delight to work with. Who knows what is next for Cargo? Uh, he's at the end of a one-year contract. I have my doubts whether the Rockies would bring him back. Uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility, uh, but I just wanted to go publicly uh, and say uh, a big thank you to Cargo because it's been a blast covering Cargo and talking to him all these years. And finally, let me just uh, say one thing about uh, Kyle Freeland. Who knows how this is all going to shake out, uh, but if I had to put money on it, and I don't bet, but if I had to put money down, I would take Kyle Freeland over any pitcher, certainly in the National League, at Coors Field in a playoff game. I know that's a big, bold statement, but I think other pitchers would come in here and they couldn't help but feel the uh, enormity of the ballpark and be very aware of what can happen at Coors Field. Uh, Kyle Freeland has lived baseball at altitude most of his life. He knows what's what's possible, but more important, he knows what he can do at high altitude. What he has done at Coors Field this season uh, with a ERA in the low twos has simply been amazing. A uh, guy is tough as nails. Uh, he's got good stuff, and as Bud Black said the other day, the most impressive thing about Kyle Freeland has been in a very short period of time, he has evolved from a thrower with good stuff into a pitcher who knows how to work a game, uh, has studied the opposing batters, knows exactly what he's doing. Kyle Freeland's season this year has been one for the ages, at least regarding the Rockies. Uh, it's been something to watch, both he and Armand Marquez. Uh, but I'll tell you what, Kyle Freeland at Coors Field, I think he's the best pitcher of anybody going out there for a must-win game. So those are some of my thoughts on Rockies hit and run. We'll, we'll see how this all plays out. An exciting weekend of baseball coming up. Uh, I hope you'll uh, stay with us through the ride. Please continue to read uh, stories from myself and Kyle Newman and Mark Kisla. 
We'll be there every step of the way. And hopefully when we're talking next week, it's because the Rockies are in the middle of the divisional playoffs. So for the Denver Post, this is Patrick Saunders. Thanks for listening.